What up, world? It's Pass First Point Guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day, free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you Monday through Friday, every single weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, Gary Payton has been officially ruled out for Friday's game in San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors. We need to talk about Peyton. I have probably resisted doing this just because of the information was strange from the Blazers. We just didn't know much. Uh, but between some very important comments from Chauncey Billups and kind of just where we're at in the season, uh, Peyton now not going to play during the 2022 calendar year. And you'll look ahead to, well, maybe in 2023, we'll see. I think it's time to spend some time talking about Gary Payton. Then uh, to close the show, we'll look ahead to Friday's game, talk some actual basketball stuff uh, as the Blazers face the Warriors to close out the calendar year. Before we do that, before we start wishing each other Happy New Year and watching the ball drop or a- acorn drop if you're from my part of the world, uh, uh, let's 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 talk Payton. Gary Payton officially ruled out. He's on the Blazers injury report uh, as out with returned, return from injury management, returned from injury reconditioning, rather, um, is not going to play against Golden State. It had been reported that he was eyeing a return this week by Chris Haynes of Bleacher Reports. Um, when he didn't play on Monday, it's like, okay, well, you know, he's, he's likely to get his championship ring, or he's plan- the plan is to give him his championship ring on, on Friday in, in San Francisco when he returns to, returns to play the Warriors, his old team. Maybe that's his season debut. Maybe that's the one. If he's eyeing next week and then only play two games, that's that's the one. I can point to which one it is because it's going to be that one. But now he's not going to play. And it appears, according to comments from Chauncey Billups, that this is Gary Payton's call. This is no longer... There has been so much mystery around what's going on, who's doing what, what are the Blazers doing, and, and and I'll talk about this a little bit more. Like, the Blazers have not been good with injury information um, over the last half a year or so. Um, basically, full calendar year. Like, it's been... Um, they haven't done themselves any favors. But because they didn't do any selves in their favors, it, Chauncey Billups, who's been asked ad nauseum about uh, Peyton's updates because Peyton hasn't spoken, told reporters on Wednesday at the practice facility that... It is at this point the implication was what of what Billups said is that is that it is up to Gary Payton to decide when he plays. Uh, from questioning from Aaron Fentress, the Oregonian, um, listen, I respect beat reporting. You do not get coverage of your favorite team without guys going to folks, I should say, going to practice the practice facility and asking questions. Like the beat reporting people on the ground is like how you can be excited about your team. So credit to, credit to the Oregonians, Aaron Fentress, for asking these questions of Chauncey Billups. We wouldn't know otherwise. Even if Billups has been asked a bunch, Fentress finally got through to him. Fentress said, you know, like, is he going to play? And and Chauncey Billups said, I don't know, but he might say he's... Billups said, I don't know, but he might decide, I'm wake up on Friday and decide I'm going to play and tell coach I'm going to play. And so then a couple follow-up questions from Ventress and a clarification. It was like, so is it is it is it GP's choice? Is it like, is it team choice? Said, oh, it's always collaborative, but like, if... If Peyton says he wants to play, will the team and coach be ready for him? Will the team training staff and coach be ready for him to play? Absolutely, yes, we're ready. 
it is clear from those comments from Billups, and you can watch them on the Blazers YouTube channel. In fact, um, I will link that YouTube video in the episode description for this on YouTube and in, in the podcast feed, wherever you're getting it. So you can click through and watch it because um, I think it's like it's it is a telling a telling exchange from Billups, a telling exchange from Billups that at this point um, now six months removed or so from from five five and some change removed from surgery that Peyton does not feel whether it's physically or mentally or very likely a combination of both that he's ready to get back on the court it is up to Billups or it is up to to Peyton it's specifically not up to Billups Billups said if, if the dude says he's ready to go he will say cool you're in and the training staff feels the same way but it's about comfort and it's about your physical body. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people compare this situation to Festus Azili with the Blazers, but I think it is more reminiscent of when the Blazers signed Pau Gasol. Blazers signed Pau Gasol. Um, he had he had had offseason foot surgery, but it was like, yeah, he's going to play. And then in training camp, um, I don't know if it was, tra- to be honest, I don't know if it was training camp or after training camp, right before the start of the regular season, but it was early. One of the early practices, they opened the doors, they let us reporters into the building, and Pau Gasol is running full wind sprints up and down the court. Like, he is a dude who is getting ready, clearly getting ready to play basketball. And then he never played, and he we never saw him run again, and he did not really ever return to practice, according to um, what the Blazers said officially and some unofficial information that I received while on the beat back in the day um, when I was the boots on the ground as opposed to a man in his basement. But um, it was, it, it reminds me of that where it was close and it was like, yeah, we know this dude is injured, but it's, it's, we can see it right in front of us. He's going to, he's going to be back. And then he's not. And the team doesn't, the team doesn't give you enough information in part because they don't, they just don't have to based on the way the league rules work. And in part because they're in a weird spot. If they think he's ready to go, and it sounds like from the Billups comments, the Blazers like think that Peyton is, is if he's ready, is ready to go. So it's like up to him. What else can they say? It puts them in a strange spot. I want to, let's talk about the timeline with Peyton. The timeline speaks to how strange this saga has been. He's now out, and who knows? And quite frankly, the Blazers releasing another press release doesn't do any, doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help. It's not going to help fans. It's not going to help Gary Payton. It's not going to relieve Chauncey Billups of some of his responsibilities. It's just murky. So how did we get here? Let's let's talk Gary Payton timeline in the second segment. But first, this I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you you bought to watch just one show or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. They're going to do the work so you don't have to. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average 
average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. All right. Let's talk Gary Payton timeline. It has been an odd one. I will say poorly handled by the Blazers and then they've been put in a weird spot by some decisions they made, some decisions Gary Payton has made. And here we are, you're listening to December 30th show, entering the new year, and we just we just don't have much more clarity. Let's go through the timeline. On September 16th, the Blazers released a press release that said Payton had core muscle surgery in July. July? It's... It's September. How did we how, how did we get here? It's 6 weeks later, 8 weeks later. Oh. That's pretty notable off-season surgery, but at the time in September it's like, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of turnover at that at, <laughs> at that place like it's just um, you know, the the August is downtime in the NBA, like it's it's like this sacred holiday time for people who work in the league. Sure, they just waited till September until they got back up and running, and maybe they should have done this in the first week of September, but they did it in the start of the third week. Fine, whatever. At the time, not a big deal, because it read that he was expected to be ready for the start of the regular season. That was 10 days before before media day, 10 days before the start of, or 11 days before the start of training camp. So it was like, okay, well, no problem. So then a media day, Gary Payton gets up and talks to talks to the media. Um, incredibly compelling interview. Really wish he had played more basketball or any basketball this year because incredibly compelling um, personality. And at media day, they asked if he'll be ready for for the start of the regular season. Peyton said that's the hope. And my read on that immediately, and you can check the tape on the podcast if you're into it, or just trust me here. My read on that, initially just hearing his words, um, boots on the ground stuff. It's like that doesn't sound like a dude who's going to play. Like that doesn't sound like a dude who's going to be ready. That sounds like someone who is like specifically not going to be ready and knows it. And again, at the time, it was like, well, they thought he'd be ready for the start of training camp. Now he's not, or start of regular season. Now he's not. So we'll see what happens. Then he doesn't really participate in training camp. Doesn't really do anything. So then it becomes clear, oh, he's not going to play. And on October 13th, the Blazers issued a another press release that said that Peyton would miss the start of the regular season and he would be reevaluated in two weeks. That was October 13th. The Blazers' regular season began on October 19th. So it's like, okay, well, he's going to miss a week or so. A couple weeks of the regular season. It's fine. You know, even if it's even if reevaluated in two weeks, come back a week later, you know, it's like come back in November, not a problem. On on November 1st, the Blazers released an another press release that said that Gary Payton had been cleared to increase his on-court activity and that his his return to play would be monitored. No timeline, just some information, just like, okay, it's been a little over two weeks since we last since we last formally said we were going to do something. Here's some more information, and it there's very little information. It's just like now he's doing stuff. Now he's ramping up on court activity again. This is one of those things. that's like who is this helpful for? And it, some of it is just like their hands are tied. Their hands. It's like what can you do? But it didn't. It's like it's starting to get a little murky. November first. Okay. Okay. Then November eighteenth. The Blazers release a press release that says that Gary Payton has been experiencing intermittent soreness in his ramp up and reconditioning to return to play and that he'd be reevaluated in two weeks. He is now, by our timeline, out for the entire month of November. This was like, 
going to be ready in the middle of October. Okay, going to be ready in early November. Okay, going to be ready at least a week or so into December. On December 8th, Gary Payton returns to practice. Returns to practice for the first time. Here's where things went wrong for the Blazers. This is the real moment things went. This is when they screwed up. But before this, it's just like, I don't, it's like, before this, I don't know how teams should handle injury stuff. There is competitive reasons why you shouldn't release a bunch of information. There is like team interest reasons why it's like, please tell us more. But like, it's a really competitive league. It's it's a zero sum game. People are going to lose their jobs over over wins and losses in the in in the um in the out in the outcome of these games, like the results of these games, people will get fired over. So like I get why teams are really, really leery to release injury stuff. Like as from a reporting standpoint, I'm like transparency, you cowards. But like from a competitive standpoint, I I if, as long as teams are kind of just following the plan, following the rules, it's like yeah, I get it. You probably shouldn't do more than you should not do more than the bare minimum. According to the CBA, though, uh, media interactions between team and media and player and media, they are collectively bargained within the labor agreements. Um, it's like the league's lifeblood is like is people's interest in it. And f- for better or for worse, f- folks covering the league are the lifeblood. Um, I don't even really consider myself part of that. Um, I'm part of maybe a larger media ecosystem, but like I'm talking like people who are there every day at practice covering it. That's not my role anymore. I'm, things things done changed, um, but when Peyton when after Peyton has surgery, he has to talk. He has to talk. That's that's the rule. It's like you have surgery, you're expected to in the some point in the near future, shortly after that, when you are physically able to address the media. Blazers had him do that. Bueno, good stuff. And then you are free. You do not have to talk again. Uh, teams skirt that one all the time. They're just like, yeah, dude had surgery. He's at home. Sorry. Blazers followed that rule. No problem. But then you are free from speaking to the media until you return to practice. And when you return to practice, that's like an indicator that you are ramping up to play again. And you are supposed to, according to the CBA, according to like literally the labor agreement, supposed to talk to the media again. And the Blazers haven't made Gary Payton available to the media. Uh, I am not privy to the how many requests have been made. Um, I, I know uh, from Sean Hyken's reporting in the Rose Garden report that there have been um as he, if, as, as he reported several and then the Blazers have denied it, um, that's a better question for him than me. But like, it, it's regardless, the Blazers should have made him available. Have Gary Payton, ad- have Gary Payton address the situation. And then it's like, even if it's weird and he doesn't really say anything there, they can just say, that's what you get. That's what you get. We're following the rules. Not following the rules puts them in a weird spot. So on December 22nd, when Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report says, releases a report that Gary Payton hopes to return next week. Hopes being the operative word here. He didn't return Monday. We're, this is this is the next week. That was in the past. Now we're in the present tense. The next week, the next week of the past is now is now. When he didn't play Monday, this was the date. Friday, December thirtieth, against Golden State, against his former team, is when he's going to get his ring. It's like this is the date that's circled, and now he's been ruled out. I don't think it's. There's like a there's a world where Gary Payton wakes up in the morning and is upgraded from out to questionable, and then at like noon from from questionable to probable, and it's like this podcast has a very short shelf shelf life, and a bunch of people call me a doofus in the YouTube comments because they don't understand how time works. Sure, you are welcome to call me a doofus in the comments. I appreciate it, um, but for now, ruled out. And the Blazers find themselves in a weird spot and a straight up a bad spot. And they put themselves in a bad spot. And the, the 
by not making Peyton available and by the way that they've handled the injury stuff in, in general with, with the vagaries, some of that out of their hands. But I think after spending all of last season kind of like fabricating injuries in order to tank, I don't think this particular regime should get the benefit of the doubt in terms of like injury transparency. I think this is like they have a pretty murky wonky history of like how they deal with injuries and stuff like Yusuf Nurkic getting an injury that came out of nowhere that they then said oh he's been dealing with it since the beginning of the year but he hasn't showed up on any injury report yeah like sorry I'm not giving this I'm not giving this team the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like injury disclosure they just haven't been that was like a different circumstance but like yeah like no I'm not I am not giving them the benefit of the doubt there and because they didn't just have Gary Payton talk. Just basically force him to and say like, dog, it's the, it's, you are, by signing a multi-year contract with the team, you've agreed to do some, you've agreed to have some media responsibility. You can be as combative and as quiet as you want. Totally. Like he doesn't have to answer questions well in those media settings. He can say like, we'll see, I don't know, we'll see, I don't know. The end. Like, <laughs> but not making him available, set up what happened at practice on Wednesday where Chauncey Billups kind of, has has just been bombarded with questions kind of backed into saying saying the truth is that at this point it's up to Peyton and the team would clear him to play if he wants to play that's that seems dicey because now the pressure is as opposed to sort of a united front hey we're working on it everybody's body's different because that's the truth right like everybody's body is different it's so hard to know like um core muscle surgery is is it, folks have different timelines. Like even Nazir Little and, and uh, Damian Lord, who have both had the surgery, their timelines to return are, were, were significantly different. Damian Lord, who was given an initial timeline, said, yeah, I thought I could play. And then he he mentioned actually in the offseason that like when he kind of got back out on the court, it was like, no, I can't. <laughs> that was like from January to April. You know, he thought like four months, no problem. I'll be, I'll be ready to ride. And then he's like, oh, I wasn't, I, you know, it, it took him, he, he mentioned it took him a little longer. Uh, the timeline with Nas was, was, kind of lines up with about the return to um, like a middle December return for, for Gary Payton. It's about, about that. Like everybody's body's different, but if the Blazers were united in the, everybody's body's different, we don't know. Gary just, it's frustrating, but he's just not ready yet. Even vague stuff. You're, you're, you're in, you're putting yourselves in a better position than what this has become, which is that like player is, is just like hasn't said anything the team is releasing two weeks press releases that has frustrated the fan base and now the coach is is like i don't know he's not throwing someone under the bus that's not the right term but he's like he's revealing the internal struggle between medical staff player and coaching staff just because he's been incessantly bombarded with with questions about it and at some point he it was like he cracked, like you know, like he, he, endless interrogation. At some point, uh, Chauncey Billups just told the truth. Just told the truth. You you appreciate the truth from a reporter standpoint, from a fan standpoint, from um, I don't know, truth appreciator standpoint. It's like, yeah, you want that, but this is, it's, it just, it, Gary Payton not talking hasn't helped. The Blazers' like injury wonkiness over the last six months, eight months has not helped probably more like almost a year now, uh, but like eight months, it's, it's, it has all led us to this point. And I don't even have a take. Like, that's why I wanted to do the timeline. My take is like, yeah, this is, seems bad. Seems bad. Seems bad. It seems like they've reached a bad point because the uncertainty still remains. 
And now it's like out there in public that it's like on GP and having it be on the player and being like, you are the one who doesn't want to play seems, seems bad. It just seems like, it seems unfair to him, even if it is his decision. Like it just like, you didn't want, you didn't, you don't want it to get here. You don't want it to get here. You don't want it to get here for a variety of reasons. You don't want to get here because it just, it just, it's, it's bad. The waters are too choppy. Uh, that's my take. <laughs> like I wish I had a hotter, cleaner take than that, but it's like, ugh. This isn't good. So however you feel, feel it. Like, I, I don't even have advice for you as a fan. It's just like, pfft, yuck. This stinks. So let's talk about basketball, shall we? The Blazers play a basketball game on Friday. They play the Golden State Warriors in what should be an entertaining game. Golden State has all of a sudden won three in a row without Steph Curry. Let's look ahead to what that game is going to look like, even if GP is, not, is un, very unlikely not to be involved. But first, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. Look, it's we're, t- we're running into New Year's Eve weekend. You might be hanging out with friends, putting back a few, a few drinks, a few brewskis, a few recovery beers. few can become too many, and as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out, and you think of calling for a ride, and you say, nah, I live nearby, I can make it home, it's no big deal. What are the odds I get pulled over anyway, and even so, what's the worst that could happen? Well, your insurance could go up. You could lose your license, lose your job. You could total your car. You could you could kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's. Drive sober or get pulled over. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers, and we're going to talk about basketball. Like, the, the stuff that happens on the court. Not the not a timeline of <laughs> confusing press releases. Not what happened at practice uh, with, with uh, reporters in a media scrum. Basketball. The Blazers' final game of the 2022 calendar year is Friday at Golden State. It is the start of a stretch of six consecutive games against teams that are under 500. Here's the thing, though. Golden State, while they haven't been very good, have been better recently. Uh, they they were really, really, really struggling. Um, they played the Brooklyn Nets. They were down 40 in the first half. And it was like, oh... They don't have Steph Curry. He's out for at least a, another two weeks um, from, at the time, indefinite, but since then they've released an injury update. He's out for another two weeks from the time of this record. And it's like, this team stinks. They're in trouble because they stink. They just don't have enough talent. They get walloped, walloped by Brooklyn. Brooklyn's one of the hottest teams in the league. They ripped off nine straight games, um, like nine straight wins. But still. Down 40 in the first half is, is bad. They have 91 first half points to, to Brooklyn. Yikes. And this was, you know, they hadn't been super good with Steph Curry. Now they're struggling. Now they've won three in a row. They, they've improved back to 18 and 18. So instead of, I said six games against teams below 500, it's six games, six consecutive games against teams 500 or worse. Um, that could change depending on what happens to the Timberwolves between now and the time the Blazers play them. But um, it's, it, it it's, uh, it is a stretch. 
that is winnable for the Blazers. A stretch that is that is winnable for the Blazers, beginning with this game against Golden State. However, Golden State's been better, like I mentioned. They've ripped off three straight wins. They beat the Grizzlies on Christmas. They came back and won um, a close one over the, the Hornets. And then they beat the Utah Jazz, a game in which they just held the Jazz to 13 points in the fourth quarter. Came back from down six, heading into the fourth. Gave up just 13 in the final 12 minutes and get a win. Golden State's identity, you know, over, the, over their stretch of, you know, being the most dominant team in the league since 2015 they've been in elite defense even prior to Steve Kerr taking over and when they took off under under Mark Jackson Mark Jackson's final year it's a top top five on defense top five in the league on defense like they've been a good defensive team for closing in on a decade straight like one of the elite defensive teams in the league they haven't been there this year but they're getting like you see the signs of it on Christmas I've actually watched uh I watched in the entire game on Christmas I watched the uh, second half of the game against the Hornets, and I watched the fourth quarter of the game against the Jazz. I've seen them a lot, uh, more, more more scouting than I do for your average team. So what I am seeing is that Jordan Poole is a really good barometer for them, and not just scoring. I think the best way to watch if Golden State is, has juice that night is how hard Jordan Poole moves off the ball. He's in like a super st- Steph Curry, diet caffeine free role, like he's, but he's they run him off screens. They try to use his scoring gravity off the ball to create stuff similar to what they do with Steph. And when they've got it humming, like when they're going to be a going to have a good night, Jordan Poole is everywhere, everywhere. He's flying around and, and creating havoc. He doesn't do a lot of stuff with the ball in his hands. He's not like playing traditional point guard. They're still running stuff through the the big guys. They run handoffs with uh, Draymond Green and uh, Anthony Lamb and and Kevon Looney, but. A really good barometer for them is just Jordan Poole's off-ball energy. You see that early in the game, you know that Golden State's got it humming. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo starting to make shots. He's pushing up towards 40% from three. If he makes shots, that's just like a weapon that they need and just more shooting, more, more shooting with all the cutting and all the all the back screening and all the back cuts and split cuts they do that um, it just it makes them harder to deal with and Dante D your boy um, big ragu has been has been better and he helps uh, and Jonathan Kaminga who was like struggling at the beginning of the year out of the rotation kind of like people kind of dumping on him a little bit and in the media he has looked like a competitive basketball player over the last week um, just just a dude who um, he's Still not much of a shooter, but he can he can pass a little bit. He can rebound. He's really athletic. Um, he's he's got enough skills to be a contributor. And like even he's I think he's just turned twenty or not yet twenty one. Like he he's he's starting to put it together. A young guy who's was out of the rotation and struggling, and now forced into the rotation because of injuries. He can play. I think. Um, DiVincenzo, Kuminga, and Poole are the big ones. There are nights when Draymond is just bad on defense and the Warriors don't have it. Draymond's been really good over the last week. I think he's going to be dialed in and ready to go after uh, after after kind of ease, let's say easing his way into the season uh, in terms of a focus standpoint. I think it should be a good game. Like, I, I don't think it's a... If you would ask me last week, I would have said, like, Gold State stinks. But since, um, you know, since Sunday and the Christmas Day game against the Grizzlies, this is a better basketball team. They've been playing better basketball. Um, this They look... A lot more competitive. This should be a tough, a tough, fun game for the Blazers. Um, one that'll really test their ability. Like all that off-ball action is a lot of communication stuff, and the, the that's that staying connected, communicating, handing off, uh, you know, switches and and. Sw- Switching and non-switching, like the communication to what they want to do off the ball has been a big problem for the Blazers. I think this should be a really good test for them defensively. Uh, and the Warriors have been better on defense, so, you know, the Blazers, it, 
they got to score that 115 point mark. That's that's they got to get there um, because that's that's probably what they're going to need to win this game. This should be should be a ton of fun. One thing I want to correct. Uh, I did a yesterday's show to close the show. Uh, I had I called Yusuf Nurkic kind of tongue in cheek that he was on pace to be the greatest three point shooter, big man three point shooter in NBA history. And I just had the numbers wrong. I hate getting stuff wrong. I hate it. Like I don't mind having an opinion you disagree with. I don't mind saying second quarter when I meant fourth quarter. I don't mind saying free throw when I meant three pointer. Sometimes I misspeak. I do 250 shows a year. I'm gonna make mistakes. But being factually incorrect sucks, and it's not something I want to do. I apologize. Myers Leonard's had two seasons where he's made more than 73 pointers. Nurk is not on pace to do that. Um, the larger point of the of the of that um, segment yesterday still holds. Nurk shooting threes changes the calculation for the Blazers, and he's like on a career on a career pace. The the like greatest shooter of all time stuff was tongue in cheek, but it was also just straight up. I had the numbers wrong. I had the numbers wrong, and I apologize. Um, I don't want to get stuff wrong. If I do get stuff wrong, send me an email. Be nice. Send me an email. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I want this show to be really good. So um, my bad. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Also, this is going to be my last show of the new year. I won't talk to you until 2023. So I want to say from the bottom of my low podcasting heart, thanks and happy new year. This has been in my personal life off the microphone, a very challenging and very special year in my life. Um, some personal details that I'm just not going to share here, but um, it's also been the most popular year of the podcast. It's grown and been more popular than it's ever been. And that's what the Blazers not playing basically any competitive basketball to end last season with them, you know, heading into this season and after a hot start struggling a little bit and you all have tuned in, you've told your friends, you've listened, you've helped grow the show um, I just, I just really appreciate you. I really, really love the community we've grown here. I love, you know, the people who send me emails at lockdownblazerspot at gmail.com and, um, you know, some relationships that I've cultivated through that. And I, I just, I just, I do this every day, five days a week. Um, I, I come down here and make it happen. Um, and I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you. You just wouldn't do it. <laughs> Someone else would. So thanks. I'm going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it in 2023. Um, it's it's a ton of fun. Hopefully in the new year. I know that like recently, and it's just like personally because my life has been different. I haven't had a lot of guests on. I want to I want to get back to that as my life kind of um, levels out a little bit. Hopefully in the new year, this is going to be a ton of fun. Podcast is still going to roll along. We're still going to have five days a week. Um, we're gonna. I'm going to keep it rolling because I, I love doing it and you all make it fun to do. I appreciate you. So I want to say that heading into the heading into the Friday show, heading into the new year. Thanks for making 2022 the biggest year in Locked On Blazers history. Here's to a whole bunch more shows, 250 more episodes in 2023. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.